Hello. Here to tell me about that industries, we put a lot of effort and time into creating the best product we can possibly put out there. And now, we've decided that we want to pass our knowledge on to you, the budding podcaster. Our two-day seminar will teach you all the skills that you need to know to put out a successful and money-making podcast. Topics included in these days include editing software optimization. Now, to really understand how your software wants to be optimized, you really have to look inside. Or, if you're looking for something a little bit more exciting, why not try out the microphone taxonomy and implementation class? Now, when God created the earth, they made three types of microphones, the dynamic, the condenser, and the ribbon, and each have all their different purposes. Go online now and travel to www.tellmeaboutthat.podbean.com to find out how you can sign up for our two-day, $299-a-day class to get you started on your path to podcast stardom. segment i just want you know i've i've done a lot of mic research I, I know a lot of mic stuff but just to make sure you know in the moment didn't want to get stage fright and forget what kind of microphones there are so i typed in mic types and the first question what are the three types of microphones pretty commonplace we went over that in the beginning um the second question is how many types of mic are there <laughs> and it's the the capitalization proper noun mic as in the, oh, okay. the name <laughs> So How many types of Michael are there? Yeah, there's a you got Michael, you got Mike, there's Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Um Michael, but it's spelled like Mikhail type, you know what I mean? You ever yeah. see meet a Michael like that? Uh Michael with the Y. M Y K E L. Yeah. Um M Y K U L L. There's magic mics. Magic mics. Ooh, once you get that. Open mic is another one. Um, that, that's that's just a guy named Michael who's really yeah he's really he's, he's really, really open about his, his yeah he's in touch no with his filters emotions. hey Mike how's it going man you know what I've had a really tough week I've been struggling with some anxiety but you know I I've been feeling a lot better today Mike that's great man I'm glad that you felt comfortable sharing that you guys like that open mic pick I just did yeah oh that stuff? was great you should use that at an open mic yeah oh I don't think there's so. a there's a competing, there's a competition between what are the three types of microphones and then under the, the, the capital mic, what are the two types of microphones? So well, what, which one gets erased? <laughs> Dynamic microphones are bullshit. It's just another. <laughs> actually, ribbon microphones get the cut. Yeah. Um, oh, and then actually, okay, okay. And then two under that one is one of the four types of microphones. <laughs> wait, wait which, what's the fourth one? Well, Shh. they just splits condensers up. Oh, into large and small diaphragm. Of course, dude. Uh, if you're rocking with a small diaphragm condenser mic, like it's like honestly embarrassing at this point. Bigger means better. Yeah, exactly. When I bought my <laughs> mic for podcasting, I said, "What's the largest diaphragm condenser mic what's, you can give me? What's the most expensive, biggest microphone in size and in quality?" Yes, the biggest. And in the quality. guy said, "You want this." This big old large diaphragm condenser microphone. It's made for recording elephants, but <laughs> this is where it's they get, big. This is what they use to record the ambient jet engine sounds for World War <laughs> movies, or or this or the Not sounds that whales make underwater that humans can't hear. Yeah. Oh my god. See that to me sounds like it's some sort of like 
indie garage punk band. They're like, oh yeah, we only record on the microphones that they used to record <laughs> whales underwater. <laughs> My friend Jimmy plays guitar, but all of his strings are made of cheese. But like, that would be... <laughs> That would be so bad, though, because, right? I mean, water is not air. And That's so, the point. It would sound like shit. It's noise pump. Yeah, it would, just, it would sound, or would it sound great? We don't know. Wow. Science will never know either. All right, real quick, Jer- I want the little, the little improv test for you, too. I want you guys both to come up with the name of a band that would exclusively record all their music on under, you know, the, the mics that they use to record whales. The Boogie Sharks. Boogie water, Sharks. Water go. is not air. Water is not air. Ooh, I, just yoink, I just yoinked that for what Jeremy said. <laughs> uh i'm going with something like uh water lung daydream Ooh, water lung okay daydream. that that one gives me like a little bit of psychedelic vibes yeah they're like it's yeah, what like kind, one what of those shows where you're in this show but you don't know how you really got there like you find yourself at a at a i forget what i just said water lung daydream yeah that one <laughs> you like the the drummer's rolling around on the ground with their snare and yeah. the microphone is like scraping against the snare head <laughs> and they're, and they're every- all wearing like flashy like marching band uniforms but like uh-huh. only 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 the jackets and they're wearing like really short shorts and boots uh-huh. everyone around you smoking cigarettes but they're like they're like long the, the long the, the, ones they're from- all in the holders <laughs> yeah. it's a surprisingly upscale crowd for everybody's got their noses in the air you feel inadequate because everybody looks like they got more money than you but it's just because they're smoking out of those big long cigarette holders which they've all got tap shoes on so that (laughs) when when they walk around it it adds the music it's a very confusing atmosphere because it's supposed to be an indie rock show yeah when i say i said like the banjo sharks or something I don't remember. I forgot. I, I forgot immediately. I figured it's, that, you know, the recording. I feel like mine's like an island rock type type group. Just pretty straightforward. Yeah. Real, real surf rock type of like. But it's on. But it won't sound like that because it's on the special. But it's, yeah. So, so it's like. Can't right. touch. It just, be, <laughs> <laughs> just really distorted. It just all blows. It's just an entire just section of just blown out audio. You can't make. You just can't make make anything of well, it. Well, it's like how the Beatles when they recorded that one song was it? <laughs> hey Jude. No, there was the one. Whatever. I forget which one. Now I feel. Hey Jude. Oh, this is a real thing. Oh, okay. No, it's a real thing where they like plug their guitars straight into the to the like audio interface rather than like doing it the right way and it sounded all dis- distorted and weird and they were like that's cool and then they used it hmm. it's like the least effective way of saying a cool fact that you know <laughs> is when you don't know it for real and you just kind of like <laughs> you say everything except the actual fact that's something i learned yeah like i know of it but yeah it turns out <laughs> turns out i didn't my my band water is not air is a. Uh... It's ambient, but only because they took like all, really what they did was they stole um, actual pop hits like top 100 top pop hits and they just like really messed with the stereo field for them and all the reverb. So it just sounds like an ambient tune, but it's based <laughs> off of just real recordings it's of real as songs. If, as if you're listening to the song being played outside of water while you are underwater. Right. Do and also it- extremely far away. <laughs> it's like bootleg music. It's yeah. just it's just enough of the song that you can hear it, but not enough that it can get copyright struck. Right. Do you think if you played a a real song underwater and picked it up with water microphones that it would sound normal? Probably. Not normal, but 
closer. You, it'd definitely be like audible. Yeah, have you ever been to like a pool that plays the music no. underwater? <laughs> I've never been to a pool. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I was at a pool once where they played music on speakers under the water and it was terrifying and I hated it. That sounds crazy. <laughs> it was wild because you could feel it a little bit. Right. If you were near the speakers, you could feel the, the music. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. I could feel the rhythm, uh, the rhyme, not so much, to be honest. Oh, I see. But I'm sure in a couple of years we'll have the technology. Hey guys, uh, breaking news. <laughs> Sorry to interject, but uh, I I was I have Facebook up, and someone I'm reading a post that said he makes seventy five thousand a year and she makes fifty thousand. They move in together and the rent is two thousand. He expects her to pay half. What's your opinion on fa- on splitting the the rent fairly? Um, and this is a very old person um, that is responding that we are related to Ryan. Okay. Um, and she says, say, in my opinion, say the name, <laughs> Blum. No, <laughs> I mean, on the podcast, <laughs> she says, in my opinion, he should take responsibility for all the rent because she must probably will be taking care of cleaning, organizing, cooking, shopping, and laundry. <laughs> so, mm, okay. <laughs> two just different types of lifestyles That's, coming at this question. That, I feel that like. is a take. That's uh, awesome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we're just talking about music and listening to things and how different things are recorded. Yeah, how, how would how would you feel about headphones? I mean, also, I'm interested. Uh, right, I got you. Got I piqued your interest. <laughs> that also purify the air that you breathe. Oh God, I hate this. <laughs> I, I no, oh God damn it. So for those so, that don't know, uh, Dyson. <laughs> just announced wearable air purifier <laughs> with noise canceling headphones built in. So like the first thing <laughs> that I imagine, right, is that you're never going to get everybody to change the filters on their Dyson headphone right. things, which means people are just going to be sucking in like viruses, like just <laughs> absolutely literally defeat the purpose. viruses doing virus whippets, basically. <laughs> Someone sneezes within a hundred feet of you and you're like a little vacuum for their germs. <laughs> okay. Now, so, oh, go ahead. But my question is, are they making n- n- noise? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, it's right. It's noise <laughs> yeah. canceling. Right. But like, if like if you're on a subway, is it going to be like, like, like next to you? Oh. So it's canceling out the noise it's making. Well, oh, Dyson, Dyson say- does make like quiet, like, Air devices like they they have or that Jack, noise. Were you thinking you go like no, and like I, suck in like a human sucking in air? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying like, oh, dude, you hear that new single that just dropped? Oh yeah, dude. My favorite part is that the over the whole song it's just kind of like a shh. <laughs> you guys couldn't hear that in the Discord, but man, it sounded it sounded great in the recording. <laughs> now. Do we want to take bets on whether or not we think this is actually going to come out? Because the article, okay, not a chance. The, art, the article I'm looking at says Dyson. Wait, no, oh, where is it? Uh, an initial <laughs> reveal of the Zone headphones comes without details on cost or battery life, nor how much the headset weighs. So they just released a concept, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, dude, they were like, check this shit out. Everyone's going to be talking about Dyson for 35 minutes. Yeah, good for Dyson. You know, BMW or like Lexus or Acura or whatever, they always release these cool concept cars that are never going to make it to market. You know, why not Dyson make air purifying headphones? (laughs) So uh, my question is, how does it get to your nose? Like, is like, 
are you is it like a cover of your face or is it it looks like it sits in front of your face so it's yeah it's it's kind of like like a a rebreather in star wars but like attached oh jack are you looking at this thing no i've seen it before though oh okay you know how like iron man puts on his helmet and it's just like the jaw and then it like builds up over his head It's like that, but without just, that. Yeah, move, or like move, if you ever seen of your Saw, face. one of those mouth traps that'll kill you <laughs> if you don't get the key before you in time. Right, yeah, it like okay. rips your jaw open. Weirdly, that works. As it a looks picture. like kind of one of those. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some prototypes that they, ha- they have pictures of and several of them. The first couple look just like, you know, you know, um, the guys on like air like uh air airplane uh airport strips like the the big runways and they have like oh, the yeah. guys with the big headphones the and the the light sticks and stuff it, yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like those but it, instead of like just the microphone it's like a big vacuum tube and it looks <laughs> it looks it actually looks kind of cool like if it weren't for like do you think re- it was originally developed for uh air traffic signalers i wouldn't be surprised it looks like one so Roll onto the onto the strip with one of those bad boys on. Be the envy of all the other flaggers. <laughs> okay, right. I've looked up the thing. Um, one thing you did fail to mention is it's got a little suck tube that you just kind of put your mouth on and like drink yes, it like a water straw. Dude, I was gonna make a joke like the first iterations had you doing like an O with your mouth, but you know, I the, guess the that's article real. I'm looking at doesn't actually have that, so I I didn't know that that was part of it. But I love that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you like put it in your mouth, but like it's definitely like directed at your face. It definitely, I would, I would definitely put my mouth. I want to get a machine that automatically oxygenates my blood and then cycles it back into my bloodstream, so I don't even need to breathe. So I, I completely eliminate. (laughs) You can donate your lungs. Completely eliminate the the risk of airborne illness by (laughs) not. Oh, so it's all internal. Not breathing. It's yeah, it's all internal. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Also, it kind of looks like I can't tell, but it looks like the um air filter might be part of the headphone, which seems ill-advised. As if that's going to make things louder in your head. Yeah, right? I'm I'm I I I mean, it's I, interesting that they're noise canceling, right? Because I mean, they're probably like, they I, I can't I can't imagine exactly right. There's there is no other choice, right? You're live on air filter on your head. I can't imagine that's a very satisfying sound to have in your ear, even if it's very, 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 very quiet. There are yeah, currently but- two 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 women walking along the edge of my property and smoking cigarettes. So you so if you were wearing you were wearing that, you could just walk. <laughs> oh, you'd be fine. You could, you could just walk up and punch <laughs> them in the face without any any worries. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you want to do, right? Wait, no, 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 no. Haven't you seen Batman? Bane has a pretty similar situation, and his weakness is literally being punched in the face. Oh, that's, that's true. How, that's how he beats him. Batman punches <laughs> him in the face. Wait, is it... Hold on. Is the, pers- People- is the first person to wear this thing, are they going to become Bane? Nobody cared oh. who they were until they put on the right, mask. Right, exactly. No one cared who they were until they put on the mask. I do want to correct you, Jack. Uh, people think it was Batman that punched Bane, but it was actually just Steve from accounting. Um, <laughs> but he, Batman was nearby, so everyone, like, B- Bane was standing up making a big speech, and then he kind of coughed, and everyone turned around to look, you know, go back to their daily day. And at, they turned back around when they heard a big splat. It was Bane on the ground, 
Steve from accounting was there, but also Batman was there. So everyone was like, oh, Batman, God, I'm nice. Steve didn't want the heat. He's like, so I'm actually. Steve didn't, yeah. I'm so, Jerry, are, you t- are you telling me that everyone ignored Bane because he was giving a speech and it had to take a break to cough real quick? And they was like, oh. Well, well it was, it was a ruined, long cough. He ruined fit, his though. speech. Okay. Well, now I'm No, out. he didn't ruin the. No, everyone just knows Bane's personality. You know, people that like sneeze a lot in a row. So it was like that. He starts his except cough, except he and you're coughs. Like, not a chance. It's like, I'm out of here in 10 minutes. It's like, yeah, three minutes at least. So let's, yeah, it's, let's it's, you know, it's, go it's through the, the end, Sudoku. It's, it's, it's 4.59 and Bane starts coughing. <laughs> it's like, oh, Steve, come on, dude. Steve and Batman gave each other a look. And Steve kind of did some eyes that basically implied, like, I don't really want to be on the hook for this. And Batman kind of gave him some eyes back that was like, don't even worry about it. You can tell him I did it and it'll be fine. They'll believe it. Right. So it was like one of those tiny, like it, it was like a fraction of a second, but like they both kind of understood. And now every once in a while, Steve will have dinner with Batman. Um, <laughs> and when cool. Steve punched Bane, he also fell on the ground thinking Batman was like planning on taking, like he was feigning as if Batman punched them both out, but then Batman had to like acknowledge him back up to stand up and like not look like a fool having right you punch bane no big deal you punch steve from accounting that's a little what the fuck that's a our office and punch <laughs> steve yeah so batman was trying to save face there you know and <laughs> dude what the fuck are you doing come on meanwhile steve from accounting's like i need some money man and then he's trying to pretend like he got punched by batman so he can sue batman so, so if you Batman sue caught if, on. if you sue Batman, and this is assuming Batman's identity hasn't been revealed, does that mean Batman has to show up to court in in costume? Yeah, I would think yeah, so. He's if he at least cares about served. justice, like he truly says. Yeah. <laughs> that you know that's fair. Do do okay. Follow up question: Do we think Batman would show up to the to court? <laughs> yeah, I, I think gets a jury duty no. summons in the mail. <laughs> it's addressed he, to Batman. Well, the real answer is that Batman is a really rich man, which means he absolutely would not. He would just, you know, give right, enough that's what money I'm to whatever problem that it would go away. Hey, Steve. I, uh, I, heard, I, I heard you got a little hurt at the office. How's, how's five mil sound? We just let this whole thing slide by. <laughs> Dude, I'd, I'd exactly. stay quiet for five mil. I would demand... <laughs> A batarang, at least. <laughs> five, five mil and a batarang. I know you got those grappling hook guns, Batty, and you're giving me one. <laughs> Steve's Give like, me the yeah, shark okay. repellent spray. Coward. <laughs> you ever think if the Batman was signing the, the thing that says, yeah, I'll give you five million dollars if you don't sue me. Um, but he started signing it. Um, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> he's, he's like, <laughs> oh. B-R-A. He has to, he has to <laughs> scribble it out. Yeah, Brad well, man. no, because he, he kind of saved it because it, you know, they start, start they both oh, start the with a. B. He, he can kind of like, like scribble, like make the, make the line a little thicker on the A where the R would go. Yeah. Wait a second, yeah. Batman. I have this autograph from you from when I was ten years old, and you clearly started with a sideways bat symbol. What's this? <laughs> All right, I've lost the plot of this. Of this. Yeah, book you guys want to. You guys want to, you know, do that thing. Uh, yes. Sure. Yeah, I mean, oh, you guys hear that? Perfect timing. I don't know. Did you guys hear that? No. No. It was, it was my, my Windows Vista starting up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if that, I don't know if that made it in the edit, Ryan. So I think it did. I tried to make it as loud as you can. Uh, well, right. I didn't, I mean, I didn't. Chloe um, just kind of barged in, but. It's made up. <laughs> 
you say she's made up, but she's my best friend. <laughs> she, she just goes to a different school. I'm really worried yeah. about this fake girl that Jeremy's been emailing all the time. <laughs> I keep catching him on his email in the middle of the night. Jeremy might be being catfished on Reddit. <laughs> well, anyway, she sent over some questions. Um, so let's try to figure out why they were asked. This one was asked three days ago, three hot days ago. Um, if you tried to summon a demon, what was our, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to correct some grammar here, um, just to make a little more sense. If you tried to summon a demon, which was already being summoned elsewhere, would you get some kind of demonic busy signal instead? Um, well, first of all, let me speak as, uh, someone who has a ton of experience summoning demons. Um, you're usually going to run into a half demon scenario. And I know we're going to talk about why they want to ask this, but I just want to say that you are going to end up with some sort of grotesque half demon. Um, and other demons are not going to be excited about that. It right. is not easy to kill a demon. It's actually one of the only ways you can do it. So if you do inadvertently rip a demon in half via cross teleportation or cross uh, summoning, you are going to be high up on the wanted list of the of the machinations of hell. Just so you're aware, um, I don't think this user has that issue because they were able to post to Reddit. Um, so I think we should be okay. But now, I may, maybe that's why Cthulhu has never actually been like we've never seen him in real life. Is that he just doesn't accept those calls because he's like, oh, man, another summons. He he knows he's getting a bunch of summons. He can't no, so risk he, it. So he, yeah, he's like, he's like, what am I gonna go die? No, no shot. Not a chance. Well, not only that is once you get one Cthulhu call and sh- that that goes through, you know everyone's gonna be wanting to. Right. Yeah, humanity is screwed. I mean, once that once that number leaks, whoo. Yeah, forget so about it. You think? Uh, here's my here's my posit. Um, they had uh, initially probably three years ago, whenever they signed the contract. Um, they didn't really read through the terms and conditions and uh, they weren't really sure what would happen. So this like they didn't need it for the past year and a half or whatever. And they were like, oh, I got to make a, a summons. But they had forgotten. What, like I said, they didn't read it, first of all. But then like they had already forgotten like the seminar that they had to go through and they didn't want to. I mean, you're not going to go. You're not going to say, hey, hey, Satan, you know, your demons, they got a call waiting. Like, right. No. You're not going to do that. You're not going to, he's not going to accept the call. You're not going to waste his time. And so they were like, well, why don't I just Google it first? I and mean, obviously nothing's going to come on Google. We all know Google's trying to suppress the demon culture. Right. Um, and so they're like, well, Reddit's my next best shot. Where and you can find true unfiltered information. Reddit. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, I did read the description. It said, or what song would it be? Or. Would you get some kind of demonic leave a message? <laughs> I like, I like, it's like, leave a message, like in a demonic voice. Like it just says, leave a message, but hey in a demonic everyone, voice. It's your pal Baphomet. <laughs> I'm a little bit busy right now, torturing someone for all eternity. Leave a message and I'll get back to you. What's up? It's your homie Azazel. <laughs> leave a message after the beat. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. <laughs> Wow, Jack, that makes me so happy. Um, you guys got any thoughts? What Tell me what you guys think. Well, first of all, just to reiterate on the, the actual aspect of calling, I will say it does depend on what service you use. 
Um, cause some, some have built in functionality for that, but those are going to cost you a lot more. Oh. Um, not in money, but like what, what you have to sacrifice for the, for them. There's a so. pretty good general rule you can use is that if your demon was made after 1255, they will have a call waiting. But if you're calling an older demon, you'll probably run into that issue. Right. Yeah. Cause they're, they're on the older system and we know how the boomers are. They, they're not going to upgrade. They're not going to try and learn new technology. Exactly. You guys want to know? You guys want to know my my favorite <laughs> my favorite demon provider? Yeah, <laughs> it's C Mobile for for Satan Mobile, but they spelled Satan wrong. <laughs> my favorite's AT and T. Ba da ba ba da ba. Yeah, love to see. I thought it. mine was gonna. I thought mine was gonna get a, a more of a C Mobile. Jerry doesn't make goddamn sense. <laughs> exactly. But I thought I was gonna get more from that. I figure. But I guess it's just commonplace. It's like, oh, that's just Jeremy being dumb again. Yeah, Jeremy. That's because you've conditioned <laughs> me over the entire time I've known you to just ignore the off the wall shit that you'll say. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't even make it into the episode. Yeah, the, the, this is a little peek behind the curtain for all the podcast listeners to understand what it's really like to record this show. Yeah, for every second of that you just heard, I have minutes on my hard drive. All right, so, well, hopefully this one goes better for all Jer here. Um, <laughs> how many staples would it take to staple a Boeing 737 to the ground? Oh, this person is in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looking around They're, frantically, you have a cell phone and a stapler. I think they, they got on the plane and they're they're like, oh, I, I can't do that. Like a roller coaster, right? You're so scared, like to do it, and so you sit down. You're like, you build up the courage to sit down, but once it's about to happen, you're like, I can't do this. I can't do this. So you're reaching for anything you can grab, and so they have their stapler with 15 staples in it, and they're like, can I do it? <laughs> I think they, this. I think, I think this I might be it. someone who's an air traffic controller. And, uh, you know, like, you know how like police and firefighters play like, like, like they have a little rivalry, <laughs> they play pranks on each other. I think yeah. ATC workers and pilots have play a little, have a little prank war going on. And they're, they're, they're all, they're, it's like, you, you know how prank wars go. They escalate and escalate. And I think they're at the point where they're almost out of ideas. And then Jonathan, the ATC, uh, goes, I have a bunch of staple staples here. Uh, we all have we all have our own stapler. Why don't we just see how many staples it takes? And they're like, we can do that, but it feels like it might be a lot. So maybe we should check online first. And then they were like, okay, before time to we go to take Reddit. the plane apart, we need to know we have enough staples to put back together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I I do want to lend some credence to this to this line of thinking, Ryan, because this was asked eight days ago, two days before April Fool's Day. Oh. So they're waking up March 31st. They're tearing down these planes. April, April 1st, the, the sun shines up, reflects a absolute minefield of plane parts stapled to the ground. <laughs> You're not going to California now from New York. No way. You take that. Take that hundreds of passengers. <laughs> I was more thinking that this was a, uh, like a professional welder, right? Whose whole life they've, or like, you know, plane builder they've been riveting and welding planes together for 45 years and they always have their trusty torch with them right they have to fly for the first time they get on the plane obviously they cannot have their torch with them they right. did not get it through tsa they see a stapler sitting on the desk of the flight attendant and they're like okay i'm gonna make myself feel better 
knowing that I probably have the know-how to staple this plane back together if it were to fall apart in the air. <laughs> However, oh, so it's, like a, it's like a safety precaution kind of thing. They're trying to do a plan of how they would do it in their head, and they're trying to ration out their staples. They have you know, made a general estimate of how many staples they think are on board the plane based on the carrying capacity of the plane, plus the amount of passengers, plus the average amount of and the baggage staples in salesmen on board. <laughs> and, yeah. They're, they're going to the staple convention, so they have a lot. <laughs> so that's why it's up there, and they're trying to figure out how many they would need. Can I, can I just say? You just, just one big staple. I use one big staple. The nose of the plane all the way to the tail, one big staple. Yeah, I guess we do have to establish <laughs> the size of the staple, because there's different sizes of staples. I'm saying... A probably about a, pl- a plane sized one. Boeing 737. One, yeah. okay. Boeing 740. There's actually the Boeing 747 class of staples. Oh, um, okay. Specifically manufactured for it. The problem <laughs> is you can't move them around because they're as big as the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once the once they're once they're where they are, that's it. <laughs> you gotta make them in house. Well, fellas, I think it's time to move on to our little game that we like to call. Tell me about who you think would win. T-M-A-W-Y-T-W-W. Got it. First try. (laughs) Uh, Or we like to call it tomato if you don't want to take as long. Um, It's a little game where we decide two champions who are pitched in some sort of competition to see who would win. This week, boys, I've got two competitors for you. We are looking at Garfield the Cat, um, little orange buddy who hates Mondays, and Tom the Cat... Uh, larger blue boy who hates mice, specifically Jerry. Blue, huh? He's blue. I would say blue. He's like a a blue-gray, depending on what era of TV you're watching. I'm thinking he's blue. I think think the more more modern interpretations of Tom are a little bluer. Yeah. So, I'm not going to argue. I don't fault you for that. Real Tom. How could I? That was one of the search suggestions. Real Tomcat. Show me the real Tomcat. <laughs> Will the real Tomcat please stand up? Ryan, can you tell us uh, what these two cats are going to be doing? So these two are going to be, and, and obviously these two are classic cartoon uh, fan favorites. These two are going to be. Stage and screen. Right. These two are going to be duking it out uh, in the world, I guess, lightweight championship of boxing. Okay, so like a oh. sanctioned event then. Right. Yeah, it's an official event. No trickery involved. No, no, no. Of course <laughs> not. No, this is this is I mean they're 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 huge stars. So they're going to have to have a good a nice big stage to perform on. Yeah, yeah. And, and where where might they be doing this, Jeremy? Well, they're going to be doing it in the mountains of Kentucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You know where all where all popular boxing matches are held. We're all official sanctioned, ba- well, officially sanctioned <laughs> boxing matches. Yeah, if if it, if it doesn't held. take place in the mountains of Kentucky, it's not an officially sanctioned boxing event. Well, so actually, it's it's like a con. You know how like the World Cup or you know the Olympics, you bid like years in advance to let your city oh, be okay. the one to host it. So Kentucky in those mountains, right? They wherever whatever city is closest to those mountains, they were like, we're gonna. We're going to do this. They actually got it back in 2005 um, is when they won their bid, and they've been building a stadium ever since. They got to do the even years. It's incredible. It's built into the mountain like like almost like a a castle, but on the inside, there's just like a boxing ring. Okay. 
It's gorgeous. It's open air. There's no walls. It's uh, very temperate in these mountains. It's very unnatural. <laughs> um, I, they believe that it's because of the way the cartoons have come into the real world to fight the fight has somehow disrupted the natural order of things in Kentucky. Um, oh, okay. So the mountains are very cool and, and enjoyable, and uh, but not too cold. So the way you're, the way you're describing this reminds me of like the Red Rocks, uh, like performance arena, whatever you would call it, uh-huh. yeah. where it's like it's like built, it's like a it's like a it's like a stage where people musicians play all the time, <laughs> and, but it's built into the mountains and like the seats are carved in, not not carved in but like they're built onto the the <laughs> the mountain and like the stage takes part. Is it kind of like that? It's like that, but on a grander scale. <laughs> right, yeah. of course, like castle sized. Much higher up. Yep. Because the mountains cool. got way taller, too, because of the cartooning. Yeah. Well, if this is anything like any other TMAT tomato thing, this is probably the last time we'll talk about the plays ever. So <laughs> we got a lot of detail in it. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to make sure that it's in there. Which cat do you think okay. you can handle high altitudes better? <laughs> uh, certainly not Garfield. Garfield, yeah. Tom well, I, has so been- here's the thing. So I, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that because if you're a runner, right, changing altitudes is a really big deal. Sure, right. If you're any athlete, right. But if you're not an athlete, you might not have any baseline to like be like, what's hard? And so right, and and you think that would work out better for Garfield? Yeah, because they that they he get, that he gets surprised when it hits him harder. Well, no, your limits are different, right? And as a runner, you think you know your limits, but then you change up, you change up your altitude and you're like, oof, I thought I could run five miles, but I, I already, I can only run two, but I already started running like I could run five. So I'm already actually 50% done my run, but I still need to, I'm only done one mile of it. You know what I mean? I see what you're trying to say. I just don't know that I, I see how that affects Tom for sure. I just don't know that it affects Garfield in the way you think exactly. It does. That's my point. No, but I'm it saying it doesn't affect Garfield. <laughs> but Garfield gets up and goes to run a mile, and he's like, "Ooh, I can only run a mile. My my expectations are set to what I can do." Mm, hold on, hold on, hold on. Garfield is not getting up to run. This is a hypothetical. No, you can stop it. Garfield is not getting up. But if you say that Garfield is getting up. To run a mile, you are not talking about Garfield. You're talking about some other cat. Garfield is explicitly super lazy. All right. Garfield would agree to the fight because he's very vain and very full of himself, but he would not train for it in any way, except for maybe the night before when he realizes how bad of a situation he's in. That's a cartoon I, for you. Yeah. Let me say, I was just positing a hypothetical scenario. Well, Jeremy, to illustrate I frankly my point. think it was bullshit. Yeah. We're working in the real world, Jeremy. <laughs> None of this so Tom's been in a bunch stuff. of fights, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's his existence, basically. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, he does not seem to win many of those fights. That no. doesn't mean to say he yeah. loses a lot of the fights, but he does not win explicitly. In fact, I don't know if I've ever seen Tom come out on top. <laughs> I think I've I, only... He's made sort of a career out of losing the fight. Right, like a, uh, like a Larry Curly Moe situation. Always yeah, getting beat up, but that's their brand. hilarious results. Yeah, for hilarious. I'm also concerned about Tom's inability to fight fair. Uh, he's always oh. kind of looking for oh. that that way to trick Jerry, right? 
Um, and it just feels like once we get into this kind of rules heavy sanctioned event, he's not going to have. He's His not going to be able arsenal. to do what he does naturally. Yeah. And he's going to have to like really change how he fights. He won't to, have to his, his Roadrunner-esque Acme explosives. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, I don't I have concerns about Garfield just fighting at all, so... Yeah. There's, there's a very big hurdle for Garfield. It's to get so up. So, you think... You guys, you guys think Jerry is courtside? Oh, absolutely. Jerry, you, yeah, Jerry's okay. got a box. An owner's box. Yeah. <laughs> who, do you, who, who do you think he's rooting for? Who, who did he put money on? I think he put money on Tom. I do. Because I think... He, he's... He, I don't. I don't actually think that Tom and Jerry can exist without each other. And it's I don't. So you're saying when Tom, if Tom were to die, <laughs> this boxing sanctioned boxing. <laughs> no, I'm. Just, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just saying. No, we know what you said, Ryan. We heard you with our I, ears. I, I'm more saying they're like business partners and friends, and the the show that they perform is all an act. So you're okay. saying it's, it's they like own Disney or MGM, yes. and are really just putting on. They're just acting. Well, it's like They're professional just, wrestling, you know? It's like it's all a show, know, yeah. You know that the heel is just someone who's yeah, okay. you know, was decided was gonna be the bad guy and they play the villain. But you know, you get involved anyway because it's fun. Okay. Wait, they've so, got whole character arcs. What I'm thinking here is that it's not really a, a question of if Tom can beat or Garfield can beat Tom in a fight. It's that is Garfield, because Garfield usually, like, you know, gets out of his scraps pretty much out of pure luck, right? Tom right. usually screws things up, right? He's not winning fights. So I think is, is Garfield bad enough at fighting that even Tom <laughs> can't screw it up and still lose somehow? <laughs> That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Hmm. Because, like, I'm thinking Garfield... Right, covers his eyes and is scared, but because he cowered and flinched, he like ducks under a punch, and right. Tom like punches himself in the eyeball or something. Right, yeah. his arm yeah. loops around the 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 rope and punches himself in the face. Three, like as it whips around a bunch of times, and he gets closer and closer. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then there's like the birds over his head. Now here's something that might be controversial, but I think could be something we might see. Uh, we we know that we know that Garfield's very lazy, and we know that Tom is prone to losing. What if these and we? You can say all you want about sanctioned events and how they're like official and and they seem to be fair, but I think we might have one of the biggest scandals in boxing history, where these two fix the fight. Because uh, we, we, I, think, I think we can agree that Tom's probably going to win in just physicality. Yeah. But Tom's whole brand is that he loses oh. and loses in style. And we discussed, one, Garfield's lazy. Two, Garfield can, like we said, get out of situations just by happenstance. So if they can fix the fight to make it look like Garfield just like, magicked his way through the fight i think i think we might have a scandal on our hands oh my I gosh wanna, I, I i do want to yes and this but i want to reject it but i want to okay. reject it with a with a but um, no but how about this <laughs> how about this it's it's a fixed fight but only tom and jerry know about it so tom's oh. begging on losing 
Oh, or, or, but J- J- Garfield. Jerry's, Jerry's, Jerry's got his money on Garfield. Exactly. So okay. when, exactly. When when Garfield puts his hands up to block, Jerry or Tom like shoots backwards like he just got uppercutted. Right. right? And then every time like Garfield comes over to be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Ah!" And then you know, like yeah. he's getting beat up. Like, like Garfield's does. Yeah, he's not trying to do anything, but Tom is playing into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I, I think this might now, be our co- most controversial competition yet. Well, no, because we had that Jack Black one where they oh, they grifted the collusion them. there too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So why don't we vote now? It's it's at this point it's less of who is going to win the physical fight, but who is going to win the the real fight versus the throw fight, right? Because there's two there's two there's two there's two timelines running in parallel. They both cannot exist. I I I I, I want to hear you guys' votes because I do think I have. So wait, one which one are we voting have. for? Who do you think would win? Who do you think is going to win? It's okay. just a matter of how tell it happens. Tell me, Ryan. Tell me about okay. who you think would win. I understand. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I think, given the information we have, I think Garfield is going to, quote, pull this one out, end quote. See, I think, I think, I think Jerry's going to accidentally win. I think Jerry, he's... You think Jerry's going to win? <laughs> oh, oh no. Um, um, uh, no, I think Tom's going to win. I think he's going to I think he's I think he's so good at playing it up that he's going to end up end up uh accidentally knocking Garfield out or something by okay. by doing some razzy razzy dazzle hands. Um okay. So let me paint a picture for you guys. Um there's a big fight, right? Everybody's there. They're watching. The bell rings. Tom walks out. He's making a big show. He's puffing out his chest. He's putting his fists up. Garfield is looking scared. He's shaking. He's talking to John, I think is his owner's name. Yep. Yeah. And he, you know, John is, is trying to be supportive. He's very scared. Um, Garfield goes out there. Tom shakes his hand and then does a little bob and a weaving. Garfield goes to take a little swing and Tom, you know, falls over. And he gets hit. He's asking what's going on. He's like, wait, what the? Come on. Like, Tom starts to like get up, looked all dazed, and that goes on for like a while. Tom starts to hit back in, but at the end of the fight, it's clear that he kind of threw the whole thing. Like the crowd is even getting in on it. They're like, uh, like, you know, Garfield flinches a little bit, Tom falls over, and the crowd's like, boo, come on. And, you know, Tom's starting to lose it. Garfield's starting to feel uncomfortable. And uh, everybody starts throwing things, and the match disqualified, right? Oh. And um, so after the fight, we pan in. We're in a dark locker room, right? <laughs> you see a big leather chair <laughs> facing away from you. Okay. And there's some smoke rising above it. Around turns the chair, and Jerry is sitting in the chair with a cigar hanging out of his lips. And he's like, you couldn't even make this look real. And Tom's like, I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. I, I, I really thought I could do it. I thought he would at least try to fight me and I could just make it look real. And he's like, you know what? How much of an idiot you made me look like out there, Tom. We really, we really fucked this up. And you're going to have to be the one who pays for it. And uh, then you hear the sound of a door open. And who's that? 
it's Garfield and he's like, Tom, what the hell's going on in there? You got to get out of there, man. And uh, he gets him out of there and they drive away. Um, and Tom and Jerry, Tom and Garfield uh, go on a Pulp Fiction style. Now, is that is that Pulp Fiction where he's a fighter and he gets out of it? Just because, tell you, uh, never seen it. Now. He runs away. Well, it, I, yeah, there's a movie where that happens. They and start they a new show together. together. Yeah, and they start a new show together, but on German television. <laughs> can I can I get a a quick can Jack? Can you just say Seinfeld real quick? Seinfeld. Ryan, can you say Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Okay, Brian, when you're editing this, can every time we say Jerry, just put just clip in Seinfeld at the back? Um, I think it'll just make a more interesting story now. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> okay. Jerry Seinfeld turns around smoking. <laughs> uh, I do like that. Well, that's the uh, that's the end of the pod. Uh, if you enjoyed it, t- wow, <laughs> voice crack. Um, if, you, if you enjoyed it, uh, go and tell your friends. Post, uh, make a poster and put it on on cable TV. Um, <laughs> if you want to email us. Uh, you can do that by typing in tell me about that podcast at gmail.com and sending us an email the way you normally send emails. Uh, if you want to reach us on Twitter, it's at TMATpod where tell me about that podcast. Actually, I think it's just tell me about that. I don't know. Or one of the two on Facebook. You'll find us. Um, anything else? Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends. Email. Yeah, all the things you guys make me say at the end. Uh, that's it. That's the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. I've been Jeremy. I've been Jack. And I've been Ryan. Around turns the chair and Jerry Seinfeld is sitting in the chair with a cigar hanging out of his lips.